What's up? And welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today's podcast is a very exciting one. It's the one where I get to let you know that the Social Media Management Accelerator is open for enrollment right now. I'm going to leave a link for it down in the show notes in the description box on YouTube. And if you don't know what the Social Media Management Accelerator or SMMA is for short, it's my signature course. It is a cohort-based course, meaning that we go through the material together on a series of group coaching calls, but you also get access to the material immediately on demand so you can go through it whenever you want to. Uh, but I'm there to back you up as your coach, support you through the material. You get to meet other students and do exercises together, which is really fun. And then you also, in addition to getting lifetime access to the social media management accelerator content, that's all about social media strategy and building your business and learning how to do reporting and analytics and content creation and a bunch of other things, really everything you'd need to know to excel at this career. In addition to having lifetime access to those lessons, you also get a year's access to the SMMA mastermind, which is a group forum where I show up in regularly. We do monthly office hours. So those are live Q and a calls with me. You can bring client work to those. You can bring your own website that you want audited, whatever you want. It's a good time. More info down below. And let's hop into today's episode. Today, I want to talk about the things that I wish I knew before becoming a freelance social media manager or just a freelancer in general, really. Um, the first thing is really that practice is the best teacher. I, for so long, hesitated. I was waiting for the perfect moment to go full-time in my business or even just to get started. Like my first freelance job that I got was referred to me, a friend. They were talking about me in rooms that I didn't know I was being talked about in. And when I got offered this gig, it was to create a video for a local author, I hesitated. I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to do this. I'm just a film student. You know, I've never actually worked with a client and I felt definitely that imposter syndrome or whatever it is we want to call it. But really just getting in there, you learn so much more than just thinking and like stewing on it for so long, you know, thinking about all the things that could go wrong, thinking about all the things that you need to know. Really practice is is everything. My first social media management portfolio was really just made up of projects like that one. In addition to my own blog that I had that I just wrote about whatever I wanted to write about that day, music, food, pop culture, makeup, whatever. Um, and all of those things combined just showed my clients that I was passionate about this, that I liked writing. I liked creating videos. I liked taking photos and I was knowledgeable. I knew how to drive traffic to a blog post, to a website. And that was enough to, to get me going. The second thing I wish I would have known specifically when it comes to freelancing is that I wish I would have known <laughs> that business finances and personal finances were different. Yeah. When I first started, I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was accepting checks written out to my name, put into my personal bank account. And obviously when I was first, first starting, I was able to figure it out because I only had, you know, a handful of small projects that whole year. But once I started to get really serious about my business, having good separation between these two things and just having a good tax strategy in general and a financial strategy in general just became so much more important. And a great way to do this that did not exist when I first started, I wish I did, is today's sponsor, Bound. Look, 
No one starts their own freelance business because they're dying to do paperwork. No one's dream is just to send and track invoices all day. All that paperwork adds up and keeps you from doing the stuff you really want to be doing. And that's where I think found could change the game for small business owners. Found is all in one business banking that makes all your finances so easy. All that stuff you put off doing, it does it for you. Here's how it works. With found, you have a business checking account. Then all your business expenses are automatically tracked and categorized. When it's time to bill your client, you can create, customize, and send an invoice right from the app in seconds. When you get paid, the money goes directly to your found business checking. And the best part, found automatically sets aside the right amount for taxes so you're not empty handed at tax time. With found, your books are in order, everything's in one place, and you don't have to think about all those little details. Even sign up is easy. It's free and takes just minutes. Plus, if you spend $100 with your found card in the first 30 days, you'll get a $25 bonus in your account. There's no commitment. Try found today and see what a difference it can make. Head to found.com slash Latasha or use promo code Latasha to try found today. Terms and conditions apply. Found is a financial technology company, not a bank. Found's banking services are provided by Piermont Bank, member FDIC. Remember, head to found.com slash Latasha or use promo code Latasha to try found today. Okay, next thing is I wish that I knew that I didn't have to do it all. In addition to just overthinking, was I ready? Did I know enough? Was I good enough? I also really overthought, did I need to do it all, right? I was a video creator, a writer. I was pretty confident in those skills and still am. I was not necessarily super confident in my ability to run a paid Facebook ad. In fact, when I first started, I didn't, I'd never done that ever. I barely even knew what a Facebook ad was. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I don't know. I can't start a marketing agency or a marketing freelance, you know, side hustle without knowing how to do ads or without knowing about Google analytics or Google um, AdWords and, you know, all the different things that you can do out there. Right. And I truly believe, especially in today's day and age where social media management is so broad, that is like that's that's so broad of a term nowadays. I can admit it, even as somebody who creates social media management content there's a million different jobs in there. And I really do believe that specialists are being rewarded now more than ever. When I go to hire somebody for my business, I don't want to hire somebody who says they can do it all because in most cases, they don't usually do a good job at all of it. Now, there are exceptions, of course. And if you're looking to build an agency with, you know, 20 different people and a head of Pinterest, a head of TikTok, of course you can do it, but most people are good at a handful of things and they do those things really, really well. So figure out what those things are for you. Maybe it is paid ads, maybe it's analytics, maybe it's copywriting, maybe it's photography, maybe it's video, maybe it's like, you know, there's a million other things I'm sure that I'm missing, but you don't have to do it all. And in fact, I think it really does you well to specialize and to be clear about what those things are that you do do well and really just hone in on that. Do you focus on LinkedIn? Do you focus on TikTok? Do you focus on blogging? You know, like there are so many different things that you could really specialize in. So get clear about your area of specialty. Now, with that said, there are some skills that are worth learning about, I think, no matter what you do in the social media management space. Even if you say, I only wanna do TikTok videos, I still think it's important to know enough to be dangerous when it comes to these couple of things. The first thing 
is copywriting and storytelling. You know, storytelling is really a broader thing that can encompass video creation. It can encompass, you know, script writing, but let's just for the sake of right now, just talk about copywriting. Any of the social media management platforms require at least a tiny bit of copywriting. Even if it is just a TikTok, you want to put something down in the caption, or you might want to put a headline or a a cover photo, a thumbnail, whatever it's called on TikTok. That is copywriting, knowing how to write a good headline that's compelling, that's going to get people to click on it. Same thing for LinkedIn, for Twitter, you know, all of this, you need to know a bit about copywriting. And the thing is, yes, the nuances of each of those platforms and each of those tactics, that's going to change a little bit platform over platform and depending on what's trending and stuff like that. But the fundamentals of copywriting have been the same for, you know, since we're talking like newspaper ads. So learning about the fundamentals of copywriting is something I think we should all learn. And even, I know, I know, I know, there's AI tools to copyright for us, right? To do copywriting for us. I know that, but guess what? You still need to know the fundamentals to be able to input the right prompts to make sure that it's giving you a good end product. And you also need to be able to copy edit what is coming out of an AI tool, because what comes directly out of an AI tool might be a good starting point. It might be a good template or an example, but you still need to learn what tone and voice is and how to put that into your client's words, your client's tone and voice and make it sound like them. You need to humanize it. You need to personalize it. And those are things that we do go over in SMMA. The copywriting lesson is one of my favorites. So hopefully I'll see you there. Another thing that I think every social media manager or really every freelancer should learn about enough to be dangerous is graphic design. Again, the fundamentals of graphic design, balance and fonts and color theory, all of those little things, they don't change, right? The the trends, the styles, the things that we are designing for might change a little bit, but the fundamentals remain the same. We also have a lesson in SMMA on graphic design. And I've had actually so many of my students uh, from SMMA go on to become graphic designers. I've had multiple people that I can think of off the top of my head say that that lesson in particular really encouraged them to learn more about design. So maybe it'll spark something for you too. And another thing, lastly, that we also teach in SMMA is analytics. These social media managers who are able to track back to a tangible business goal, meaning, I don't know, revenue or clicks to a website or signups to an event, the social media managers who can say, this Instagram post got us this many dollars or this many website visits or this many email signups. In my experience, from what I've seen with working, you know, I've taught over five cohorts of SMMA, so over 500 students, Um, thousands through other courses and, and experiences, I have seen those who can speak to analytics really well and really confidently are the ones who get those high ticket clients, keep those high ticket clients, and overall just feel a lot more confident about what they're doing because they're not constantly scared that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get laid off. They're gonna let me go because they're not seeing results because they know how to look for those results and how to speak to those results. So those are three things I think you could learn if you wanna take things up a notch and invest in you know new skills. I wish I knew in the beginning that other freelancers were not my competition, my enemy, you know, people I should fear. They were my support system. They were my friends. They are my friends. They are my support system. They're my referral network. Listen, we all have 
something that we do different. Even if we don't feel like we're different, like even if you and I both specialize in doing social media for personal brands, let's just say, there's still a certain style, a certain way that I do that that's going to be different than you and vice versa. And there are going to be some clients that just want your style more than mine. All you can do is be yourself. There could be a million reasons why somebody chooses you over them or them over you. It's in your best interest to just be friendly with everybody. I have had so many great opportunities come to me because another freelancer recommended me. Whether it's a client opportunity, whether it's I just went to an event, I spoke at an event and um, one of the people who worked at an agency who is a, I think she's like a social media brand manager. I don't remember her exact title, but she pulled me aside and said, hey, I recommended you for this event. I've been watching you since I was younger and you inspired me to get into this field. So you never know where people are going to end up, where they're going to pull you in, what they're going to recommend you for. So just be friendly with people. I'm telling you and having a support system, having people who understand what this industry is like, understand what freelancing is like is so helpful because not all of my friends understand what I do. And, And don't get me wrong. I think it's important to like have real life friends too, people who don't do what we do also. But there were just some things that, you know, a lot of people just don't understand or can't relate to, whether it's um, the fact that you might not be able to go out on Friday night because you've got a launch on Saturday morning. And some of your friends might be like, what? You're working on Saturday morning or Friday night, you know, or whether it's just things that have to do with finances, you know, somebody to complain about paying quarterly taxes with, like you need a support system. Uh, At least I certainly do. Speaking of quarterly taxes, I also wish I knew that I should really charge more. And I know this is one of those things that it's like kind of like I kind of am tired of hearing it and seeing it on Instagram. Raise your rates, raise your rates. But like, really, you might want to raise your rates. The thing is, when I got my first freelance gig and I was like, whatever, let's I think I was charging like $20 an hour or something at that time. Now, this is, you know, almost 10 years ago. I mean, that's a salary of like $3,200 a month. You know, if I were to work 40 hours at $20 an hour, that's not a terrible salary, right? For a side hustle. But the thing is, it's not a salary. The thing is, I was not taking home $20. The thing is, I was not working 40 hours. You see where I'm going with this? Freelancing is um, a very different working style in that you cannot trade dollar for dollar and compare it to your retail job or your office job or whatever you know, you're comparing this to. You now have to pay for taxes. We have to pay for our own health insurance, our own office space, our own equipment. You know, if something goes wrong in business, we have to pay for all of that stuff, right? Our own training, our own workbooks. If we're going to, you know, read or take courses, all of these things come out of our pockets, not our employers. And then also, yeah, you're usually not working 40 hours for a client. So that $20 an hour for me ended up being, you know, some, some weeks it would just be like five hours. So that's only a hundred bucks. Even if I was getting them huge results and making huge impacts for that five hours a week. So packages, that's what I recommend as opposed to charging hourly and also raise the rates to accommodate for all of those things that I just mentioned. I'm not a tax professional and using something like found is going to really help you estimate those taxes, know how much to save. That's more specific to your unique tax situation, but in general, saving like 20 to 30% of your invoices, putting that aside is a good idea. So in order to do that, you're going to need to charge a little bit 
a little bit more. In the last round of the Social Media Management Accelerator, so many people told me that the pricing section of the course and subsequent discussion and group coaching call that we did was their favorite part of the entire course. I asked for volunteers, we pulled up their pricing pages, and we really dissected those and went through real numbers and I shared my real experience and real advice and, and, and real thoughts on their package pricing and, and worked through my formula of, of creating packages myself. So knowing how to do that is really, really important and you definitely do not want to undersell yourself. Another thing is that boundaries really are key. I didn't realize that until it was too late. And I think this is just one of those things that you live and you learn, you know, you sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you need to put into place until you need to put it into place, if you know what I mean. So I had so many clients email me late at night, call me late at night, um, expect me to post something on a Saturday afternoon, you know, just all of those little things that add up to bad experiences and a bad taste in your mouth. You know, it's really easy to get mad at those clients, right? And to be resentful and be like, oh my gosh, they're so annoying. But is it their fault? Did you ever tell them otherwise? You know, did you ever set the, the tone for the relationship? Probably not. If you didn't, then it's kind of on you. I'm not saying you can't fix the situation, but I definitely learned that when I didn't set those boundaries from the beginning, when I didn't set the, the tone for the relationship, I always regretted it, you know? So have an onboarding process, meaning that you should have a packet that you give them, something digitally, an onboarding call that you give them that explains, hey, here's when I'm available to answer emails. Here's when you can expect a response from me. Hint, it's not going to be the next hour. In most cases, I have things to do. I do not just sit at my computer waiting for your emails all day. I'm sorry. Um, you know, having all of that stuff in a nice little package for them and then also going over it on a call with them is a game changer. And I'm not saying I still don't have clients who uh, overstep boundaries, who, you know, do things I sometimes wish they wouldn't. Absolutely, those things still happen. It's important to address them and just refer back now to that onboarding packet, that onboarding sheet that you gave them and that initial call and that contract that they signed. Whether you are a freelance social media manager or just a freelancer in general, customer service is a part of the job. And this is something that I thought I had escaped when I, you know, left the world of Ray G. Biving bras and folding jeans in various retail stores throughout my college years. I thought I escaped customer service. I didn't. If you're a freelancer, one, you have to provide customer service to your clients. And we kind of just talked about that with the boundary conversation and getting back to people in a reasonable amount of time, things like that. But also when you're a social media manager, you now have to do customer service for your clients. And yes, this is, in my opinion, a part of the job. When I worked corporate as a social media manager, I was expected to do customer care. Some of the bigger companies I worked at, we had a customer care team, so I'd pass it off to them. But I still was that frontline communication. If somebody tweeted us and said, you suck, I'm going to do something really terrible to your place of business, which happened more than you would think, unfortunately. People are wild. I had to handle that. I had to send that to the customer care team. I had to send that to security. Sometimes I had to send it to legal. Sometimes I had to send it to the CEO. It really depended on the severity of the situation. Other times, I would just need to handle it. If somebody said, hey, um, what time is my local branch open till? 
I would need to Google it or call the branch and find out and send that information to them via DM or however they came in and asked the question. So this is something you should just be prepared for and know how to do. If you've ever worked a customer service job, using all those same skills comes really in handy. You know, like I said, I'd worked at stores before and a restaurant before and things like that. So I've always been a pretty friendly person. I kind of have always understood the basics of customer service, but there are some things that are unique to social media management that you should pay attention to, one of which is an escalation plan. So if you are working for a client and they are maybe a larger company and they do get some of those threats or some of those more serious, you know, complaints, you need to know what to do with them because you're not an employee of the company. So chances are you don't really have the authority to go in and refund somebody or, you know, call legal yourself. You're going to need to put together what's called an escalation plan and send it off to the appropriate people and know how to respond. So an escalation plan and also just customer service responses. Those are two things that I recommend adding on to your kind of onboarding process, having those discussions with your clients. What do I do if, what are some of the most common questions you get, you know, and then give me your, your responses to them so I can personalize them, put them in my own voice and make sure that I'm taking care of those things. The next thing I want to share is that you don't need to be a social media manager forever. And I know this might sound weird because I like to teach people how to become social media managers, but in my opinion, it is a starting point for a lot of people. And just like I met somebody at this event that I, that I hosted, um, who is now higher level. I can't remember exactly what her title is, but she's like a brand manager or something. She started as a social media manager. I have had students that started doing freelance social media management and decided, you know what? I really like design. I'm going to lean more into that. Or I really like copywriting. Or I really like coaching or whatever. I'm going to lean into that. I think that social media management is a really great entry point into the world of digital marketing and online business because you really get access to a lot of different things. Like I said, it's a really broad field. You know, you learn a little bit about design, you learn a little bit about copy, you learn a little bit of customer service, you learn a little bit of, you know, brand, identity, um, analytics, like ads. There's so many different parts to it that you can lean into and all those things are jobs in and of themselves. So my career has taken me to really cool places. I have, yes, done social media management, but actually where I've made the majority of my money in my agency has been doing videos for other people. So doing kind of UGC style videos where I am creating content that lives on social media for my clients, but also doing some video production where I'm not on camera and I am producing a video that a, you know, an author can use to sell her book, or I am creating an online course for a brand, things like that. So without getting my first social media copywriting job, I would have never known that some of those things, that there was a need for some of those things. I would have never had those experiences or had those, had access to those people who wanted to hire me for, for social media content, not just social media management. I've also then grown a personal brand of my own through this podcast and my YouTube channel that has enabled me to work with a ton of brands, like wonderful sponsors, like found and other, other brands that I've worked with over the years. And that's led to speaking gigs. That's led to, uh, you know, hosting gigs. That's led to a lot of really cool paths and hopefully eventually a book that I will come out someday. So there are so many different things that you can do once you get into the social media management space. And sometimes you hear some of the negative things about social media, like it's addicting, it's you know sometimes stressful working with clients or whatever. 
And I think people are like, I need to tap out. I need to get out of this world completely. But maybe you just need to lean into one of the things that's really lighting you up, you know, lean into the side of business that you are really excited about. It might not be doing full service anymore, but it might be doing content. It might be doing copy, etc. So keep that in mind. There's so many different possibilities in this space. And speaking of some of the bad things, my last, the last thing I wish I would have known sooner. And I still sometimes wish I would keep in mind is that you really should take a break. Social media has gotten so demanding over the years. When I first started, I was posting on Facebook pages. I was writing tweets. Nowadays, it's like, oh my gosh, time to create this 20th video of the day for the 20th platform that's changing. And that's, you know, it's, it's very overwhelming compared to what it was. Now, that's a whole thing that we could talk about deeper and we talk about more in SMMA is strategy because you don't need to be doing all those things. You got to be strategic about what you're putting your energy into, but that's another conversation for another day. But what I want you to keep in mind is not only do you need to be strategic for your clients and for yourself as well, meaning it probably doesn't make sense if you're trying to target high level corporate CEOs for you to be like dancing on TikTok 24 seven, not saying don't try TikTok, but that might not be where your ideal target audiences, right? But in addition to that, you can't do your best work if you are just completely burning yourself out. To create, to really think clearly, you need space. Creative people need time and space to just stare at the wall. I always say that and people laugh, but I mean it. Like there, there are many times of the day where I sit here and I just stare at the wall or stare at the window or go on a walk and just take in what's going on around me. And we really need that to do our best work. So don't be afraid to take a break. It sometimes feels really selfish. It feels like, oh my gosh, I could be doing this for my client. I could be doing this for my own brand. It could be reaching out to this person to be a client. And you know what? I have had so much more clarity. I've had so much more success after those moments of staring at the wall, after those long walks, after taking you know a week off to go hang out and hide away in the woods. So just keep that in mind. Also, I think it's really BS that the platforms or people peer pressure us into posting like 24 seven, 50 times a day for these platforms. You hear often the algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm. And my, my thoughts have always been this and they've never, they've never led me to a terrible place. Not yet in about a decade of being in this industry. If you are creating good stuff, if you are creating good content that your target audience wants to see, read, hear, listen to, etc., the algorithm will serve it to them. Doesn't matter if you post once a week, three times a week, five times a week. Yes, of course, frequency helps because it's just more chances for the right person to hear from you. But at the end of the day, if you post something that's amazing, it will find the people that it needs to find. It doesn't make sense for the platforms to penalize you because you only posted once this week instead of three times a week. So just remember that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a breath and that doing so really helps you do your best work. And it's, it's essential and really is. So let me know if you're a freelancer, if you're a freelance social media manager, let me know if there are 
any tips that you would share to the newbies out there that you wish you knew before you first got started and be sure to check out found. Thanks again to them for sponsoring today's episode and definitely check out the social media management accelerator. I'm so excited. This is going to be the last time that I offer it for the year. So if you're somebody who has been wanting to get in on it and also wanting to work with me directly, this is hosted totally by me. As of now, I don't have other coaches or anything who facilitate the calls. It is me. It's a great opportunity for us to get to know each other, work together, and for you to learn a lot. The success that my students have seen after this course has been really fantastic. I've served over 500 students in this course, and I would love for you to become the next one. So link in description, show notes, all of that. And thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.